Welcome to today's edition of the College Experts Talk podcast, the resource for parents and students navigating the college planning process. Felicia Gopal, founder of collegefundingresource.com and creator of the College Decision Navigator System, talks with world-class college planning experts who openly and honestly share the triumphs and challenges families face every day in helping their children get into and pay for the colleges of their choice. We want you to feel like you're sitting down with our experts and getting their best ideas without paying their considerable consulting fees. So sit back and relax as Felicia interviews others about the issues and concerns of selecting colleges, competing for a coveted place in a class, and ultimately paying for the colleges that admit your kids. Hello, it's Felicia Gopal here from the College Expert Talk podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us today and welcome you to today's podcast. Today we're going to be talking with a guest that I met while pursuing my college counseling certificate through UCLA Extension, and she's going to be talking about a subject that's going to be near and dear to many parents' hearts. That's about going on college visits. During the upcoming months, many high school students are going to be going on college visits as they start to look at colleges that they're considering for their future. And with more than 4,000 colleges and universities in the United States, finding a college that's a good fit can be daunting, especially when you're trying to figure out how many schools you're going to apply to and going out and visiting the schools that you're really interested in. This subject is something that is dear and dear to my heart because I had a nephew who was born and raised in California, Southern California, and he came out to a school on the East Coast after not visiting it, just seeing it on the websites and all the rest of that. And he came out for a winter and never made it past the first winter. It was not a good fit because he hadn't taken into consideration how cold it can get in the winter. And when you think about it, from my perspective, it really wasn't that cold of a winter. But certainly looking at the climate and going to colleges during oftentimes maybe the worst times of the year, it will be helpful for students as they start to look at colleges that are good fits for them. My special guest today is Sherry Almondari. Sherry was a stay-at-home mother who went out and received her college counseling certificate from UCLA Extension after helping her son navigate the college process. She's a graduate of Loyola Marymount University, and she's currently working at Calabasas High School in California to establish a seminar series to help educate students about the college process and empower them to take control of their lives. Our guest went out to prepare for this topic. She went out and talked to some mission counselors for colleges in her area, and today she's going to be sharing some of the questions that they thought students should ask when they're on a college visit. And if you look at our show notes from this podcast, we'll have the list of questions that she developed with their suggestions as well as some other resources that we found. Sherry, it is my pleasure to welcome you to this call. Thank you so much for having me, Felicia, and hello to everybody listening. I hope we're able to answer all your questions regarding visiting colleges. Absolutely. I'm sure we will. So let me jump in and ask the first question. When should a student go on a college visit? 
Well, I'm going to have two answers for you. The first answer is kind of the overall answer. I think students should be visiting colleges as early as freshman or sophomore year. I know most parents would go, but that's so early. And really, it's not. You really want to try and get kind of a general idea of what you like in a school. In, in fact, I think that when you go, you shouldn't even go to, like, your dream school. You should be going to visit different types of colleges, like a large urban university or a small liberal arts school that may be in a suburb. You know, the different types of schools, just to get a good idea of what it is that you like and don't like about a college without, you know, having the rose-colored glasses on of being at school that you've always dreamed about going to. For example, if you, say, had wanted to go to UCLA and it's a large urban campus, I wouldn't say go there immediately. I'd say maybe go to something like UC Berkeley, which is similar. It's not maybe as urban, but it's definitely big. It has a lot of people, and you kind of get the feel of what a campus is like with that many people, with classes that are that big. And so you kind of get into your head what it is that's important to you about different schools. So let me kind of back up and ask you. So you're talking about even as early as freshman, sophomore year, to go out and look at schools, not necessarily looking for schools that I want to apply to, but what is it about various different schools that I'm looking at? I like urban campuses. I don't like urban campuses. I like suburban campuses. I don't. I like big schools. I like small schools. So you're just talking about getting a feel for the types of schools that are out there by visiting colleges that perhaps you're not even thinking that you would be interested in just to put together and start to think about the colleges that you're going to apply to in the future. Absolutely. I think that's really important, especially to do when you're a freshman, sophomore, because One of our volunteers that comes into the office always talks about students having the luxury of time. You know, you're not going to have that when you're trying to put your list together. You're not going to have that time to just kind of go, gee, I wonder if I really like this. You're kind of more focused, and you really are just thinking, these are the schools I really am interested in, and you're not necessarily thinking at that time more critically. So this gives you the opportunity to be critical about the things that you are going to like and not like about a campus in in an objective way. You don't want to go to a school because you always wanted to go to the school, let a lot of things fly. Say that you're a very shy person, but you go to a large campus because it's something that you had always dreamed about. You know, if you are thoughtful about it, it might not be the best situation for you because you might prosper more in a smaller campus in a smaller setting with smaller classes, but maybe you're not thinking about that. This way, when you are able to objectively look at schools without the rose-colored glasses again, you're just going to be able to see the things that work for you and don't work for you, and it's nice to have that in mind when you actually do visit those schools that you are interested in. All right. So you're going to talk about it from two different perspectives. Right. So the first perspective is when you are a freshman and sophomore. Tell me about the next perspective. The next perspective is when you are actually looking at schools. When you're checking out the schools on your college list, you want to go when school's in session. I think that's the best way to get a feel for the atmosphere, to see what the students are like. You'll have the possibility of getting into classes and see what the classes are like. It's a better situation for you to be able to see for yourself what it's going to be like to be going to that school. So I highly recommend that 
you go when school's in session. But like you said with your example, too, you know, if you come from an area that has, like, really nice weather, it would be a really good idea to go and see if the inclement weather is something that you would be okay with. I mean, we hear so many stories of kids coming back from schools like Colorado or Oregon or, you know, back east, Cornell, and just coming back home because they just didn't like the weather, and it was just something they never factored into their decision. They thought they could live with it. So I feel that the more information you have, the better decision-making you're going to be doing. So I think trying to take those little things into consideration when you go on your visits are really good. I know a lot of admissions reps will say, oh, no, come to our campus in the fall when it's beautiful. And, you know, everyone's going to like a campus in the fall when it's beautiful and the energy's there and everyone's excited. But I think it is also important to go at a time of year where it's maybe not so beautiful and people are maybe in the middle of finals and you see what that whole atmosphere is like. It's good to go at different times of the year as well. All right. So once you're on your college visit, how do you make the most of your college visit? Well, this is probably going to seem a little counterintuitive, but I think you should prepare. I know one of the things you're doing when you're going on a college visit is to just look and find out information. But I think when you go on a college visit, you also have maybe specific things that you want to find out about that if you don't go and look on the website and check out different programs that you might be interested in, you won't know to ask. So it's good to go online Say you were interested in performing arts club to see if the school had any performing arts clubs, and you could ask the tour guide about those. So it helps to do a little research beforehand. You know, I think one of the things you can do is to actually get to know the surrounding area of the school, see what the town outside the school is like. You're going to be living there for hopefully only four years. So you want to see, is this a place that you want to live in. And then I think the probably most important thing I would suggest to families on visits is I know it's difficult when you're on a tour and you're often like following the tour guide very quickly, but I would suggest that you try and take some notes or at least some pictures so that you can go back and remember what it is that you saw and thought, you know, your first impressions of that campus. By the time you actually make your decision to choose which college you want to go to, you'll want to go back to those notes and kind of see what your first impressions were. That'll be really helpful in making your decision when you go back because between that first visit and your actual decision, a lot of time will have passed. So you will have an idea of what your first impression was like, and I think that's always a really helpful thing to have. I think those are really good tips because preparation for anything is helpful. And also taking some notes after it. I remember not too long ago when I started to visit colleges myself as part of our college counseling certificate program, you know, after you've seen a couple of different colleges, they start to kind of run together in your mind. So (laughs) I think that that's a really valuable tip to pass on to our students. Do you have any particular feel for how many college visits should a student go on? You know, given the economic times right now, I think it's hard to say to someone, go on as many as you can. I mean, obviously, as a counselor, you would like for that to happen. But I think as a family, go on as many as 
you're able to. You have to think in terms of, well, we're on a family vacation, and we happen to be near this university. Why don't we check it out? You know, or if you're visiting family somewhere close by and they happen to be close to a school that you hadn't thought of, maybe you go visit that school. You know, take those little opportunities where you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of money to try and see, try and build your library of schools. I always say the more information you have, the better, so that that way you kind of really can start to see, it really begins to crystallize in your head what it is that you like and don't like in schools. And so I do recommend as many as you can, but again, don't feel bad if you can't. There are so many other opportunities to try and at least see what the schools are like. Yeah, there really are a lot of opportunities, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in this interview. So do you have any specific questions that a family should ask and why? What should they be listening for when they're participating in an official college tour? Well, it's common sense that we also had, as you had said earlier, we'd spoken to some admissions counselors and mission reps at some colleges, and almost to a person, they all said, please ask about what you're interested in. You know, that seems, again, something that's really simple and easy to say, but I don't know if you've been on tours with other students, but they seem very afraid to speak. (laughs) I don't know if they think it's not cool or they're just shy. They just are afraid to ask questions. And really, one of the things that I think I really highly recommend is that a student try to take control of this process. And Find out some things that they want to ask about, like I said before, prepare and find out are there things that you're interested in and really ask the tour guides, the student tour guides. And there are a lot of different other questions that the reps had recommended that people find out about. You know, finding out something as important as does the school offer your major? A lot of students come into a school thinking, oh, this is a great school but I want to major in filmmaking, and this school has absolutely no film program. So you have to really think about in terms of if this is something that's so important to you, make sure that it's there for you. Also, in regards to majors, you want to find out. We know most students change their major a couple times. So you want to find out, is it easy to change majors? I know, like, if you go to Cal Poly, they want you to go in with a specific major. You can't go in undeclared. So if, say, you were to go to that school and visit, you might want to find out, well, what if I wanted to change majors? How difficult would that be? You want to find out about campus life, what the food is like. Ask your tour guide, are there any traditions that might be fun for you to participate in? Ask them about particular things like, do you have a disability? What are your disability resources? Are you an honors student? How do you get into an honors program? Are you interested in studying abroad? Are you interested in doing an internship? How do you go about getting those things? And then I know the parents we always really want to hear about are, you know, the admission stats, which are the kids' eyes kind of glaze over, but it's really important to know things like how many applications does the school receive and what's the percentage of students admitted, what are your average accepted GPAs and test scores, are there particular requirements for applying to particular majors. And as well, I think students should also find out about how 
big the classes are, like what is the biggest freshman class you could take and what is the smallest freshman class you could take, just so you have an idea of what those classes will be like. You know, some people do really well in smaller settings, so it would be good to hear if there were smaller classes available to the freshmen. And, you know, some kids, they just like being in a large room and listening to that professor. So it's kind of nice to know how big is that room going to be. Also, when you have your labs, are you going to be taught by the professor or by a TA? These are all really important things that you want to hear about when you're on your tour. And 90% of the time, I think the tour guides will actually answer most of those questions during their little tour spiel. But as you said, it's really an opportunity for students to kind of step up. I took my niece down to Princeton when she was out for a visit, and, you know, she was one of those students who sat back and didn't ask very many questions. And I was rather surprised about that because I knew she was bright and capable and certainly would be the type of student that would do well at Princeton. But she really kind of took the opposite approach and just hung back and didn't ask any questions. So that very much surprised me. I know that a lot of the parents often will ask questions about safety. That seems to be a big question for parents. And I know that that is often something that can be learned when you're on your campus visit. So that answers, and of course, we will direct you to some questions that we've put together as well as some sites that we found that have got questions that you can ask on your college visit. So you can watch our show notes and find out about that. So in this day and age, as you talked about the economic times, not everybody can afford to go to all the colleges that they're interested in. Do you know of any other resources where students can go and check out a college without actually visiting the college going on campus? Yeah, there are actually quite a few. Probably the easiest thing to do is go on to an actual school's website. I believe most of the campuses that at least I've seen on the Internet have virtual tours of their school, whether it's pictures or actual video of students walking through campus. And as well, the websites may also have things such as student blogs, so you can actually hear a student's voice and see what the students are like. So that is definitely an option. It's probably the easiest option for most people since they're already online looking at the schools anyway. That's a really good way just to kind of get an idea of what that school is like. There's also such things as college fairs, and the spring college fairs are going on right now. I think NACAC, the National Association for College Admission Counseling, has some national fairs going on. I believe they're probably ending right about now, but they'll start up again in the fall. And as well, there's a group called Colleges That Change Lives. They seem to run some of their fairs during the summertime, so there's an opportunity there to actually meet with some admissions reps from different schools and find out what those schools are about. And then the one resource that always seems to get overlooked is admission reps come to your high school campuses. Sometimes these poor reps will come from smaller schools and there will be nobody there. And it's sad because you really should take advantage of these resources while they're there to find out about different schools. You never know what you might find out just by speaking with one of the reps and finding out what a school's about that you've not heard about. So those are definitely some opportunities for students to find out more about schools while not necessarily stepping on campus. I think those are excellent. I really like the idea of the admissions reps because one of the reasons why I run this series 
of podcasts is because I'm hopeful that students will hear something in these podcast series and it will spark something in them so that they'll take action about the various different topics that we cover. And oftentimes it's by putting yourself out there to talk to admissions representatives from smaller campuses that give you the opportunity to discover something you didn't know anything about. And I think that that's always an exciting opportunity. Yes, yes it is. And I do hope that people do run with that idea because I think that's a fabulous way to just initially find out about schools. Perfect. So when they're on their college visits, do you think that they should talk to current students? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only do you have a tour guide with you who, I mean, granted, you do have to take the tour guides, I think, with a grain of salt. Some tour guides can be a little overwhelming. They're very enthusiastic, and it might be too much, and everything they say is going to be positive. But I've also heard stories of students walking onto campus and going on a tour with, like, just, I mean, God bless them. They're out there and they're putting themselves out there, but they're not the best tour guides in the world and have been turned off by the person as opposed to the school. So I really think in that sense, you really kind of want to take them with a grain of salt, just hear what it is that they have to say about school, but don't be swayed either way by their personalities. And as well, you do actually, one of the things I encourage students to do while they're on a campus visit is to talk with other students to find out things that they like as well as don't like about a campus. I think that's also really important. Sometimes you might feel a little uncomfortable asking your tour guide what they don't like about a campus, but maybe not necessarily a student that you meet on campus. In fact, it's one of the things that I tell students to do is try and take a walk around campus by yourself without your parents just to soak in some things, meet other students, ask them questions, You know, maybe people watch, see what the students are like without having that outside influence of your parents. Not that I'm saying that parents should not go on tours with students. I highly recommend that because I think parents provide that different point of view. And when you get together after a tour, it's good to sit and see what everybody's perspective on the school is. Sometimes a parent will bring up something that a student hadn't thought about. And so it's always good to get everybody's perspective on the school, but I do really highly recommend that. Again, you know, when we were talking about students taking the lead in, you know, their college process, it's a really important thing for them to get their own impressions of a campus and kind of think about those and maybe write some notes on that before they get other people's impressions as well. Perfect. So when you go on a campus visit, is it possible to sit in a classroom, talk to faculty, stay overnight? Are those possibilities on campus visits? Yes, they're very possible. It depends at any given school. I think most schools offer an overnight program where you can stay overnight in a dorm with a student. And as well, I really recommend, especially if you're interested in a particular major, like say an engineering major, to see how they run things. I think it's very important to see Again, this is another facet of what you're going to be living with. Are you going to be comfortable there? Is this something you're going to really enjoy doing? And so as far as sitting in in classes or speaking with professors, you might want to clarify with the college admissions department what you can and can't do, if it's okay to just walk in and sit in the back of a large 101 class, or if they want you to make an appointment 
And definitely, I think as far as speaking with faculty, you'll probably have to go through them to figure out which to make an appointment with for that. But also, I would say these type of things you might want to save for that final visit when you're down to maybe your second or third choice, your two or three choices of school when you've gotten acceptances. Then that will help really clarify what you're liking and not liking about each school, and it will all be fresh to you. So that is something that is available. I don't recommend it for those early exploratory visits where you're just trying to see if you like or don't like a a particular situation. I think you want to save that for when you're really, really going down deep to see, is this a school for me? Would you also echo that as far as the parents starting to ask the questions about safety, crime, escort service, to really start to ask those questions rather than being on the preliminary college visit, doing it when you're really at the point where you're trying to narrow it down to this is the college my son or daughter is going to attend? Yeah, I probably would say that. Although, I mean, parents are going to be parents, and they want to know what the school is going to be like for their child. They want to know that their child is going to be safe. They want to know their child is going to be protected and happy and comfortable. So I wouldn't say don't ask those questions on those initial visits if it's something that you're concerned about. But again, I say I do recommend that parents take a step back and try not to be those parents that are constantly asking questions and cornering the tour guide. You really want to let the student take the lead on this. So it's okay to have a few questions, but, you know, I've heard from many kids how embarrassed they are by their parents coming in (laughs) and just taking over the entire tour and asking all the questions. Share, let other people ask their questions, let your student ask the questions. It's, you know, you will always have your time afterwards to talk with your child and compare notes. And I think that's really gratifying as a parent to see what your child thinks about a school and like being able to have a real conversation with them about what they like and don't like. You know, my kids are a little bit younger, but I look forward to the days when we're able to have those kinds of conversations. (laughs) I wanted to kind of switch gears and ask you, are there common mistakes that you see students make when they go on a college visit? The biggest, not mistake, but fear that students have is that this visit actually means something, that the admissions people are viewing this visit as part of their admissions process. And really it's not. It's a student's opportunity. It's kind of like you're interviewing the school too. It's your opportunity to see if this school is right for you, more so than the school seeing if you're right for them. So the students really need to take that opportunity to really explore the school and not be afraid to ask questions or really look into things. Often schools offer admissions interviews, and I always hear students like kind of freaking out, oh, my God, what, what do I say? And really, no, it's not that they're interviewing you. Really, you're interviewing them. When they take you on these admission interviews, It's really your opportunity to find out things that maybe you didn't find out on your tour with your tour guide or questions that you really didn't want to ask in a general large population that you maybe want to narrow down to an admissions rep. That being said, I don't think you want to go into these meetings unprepared. 
I don't think you want to go into these meetings not being polite or nicely dressed. You still never know who these people are who are interviewing you. So I think you just want to use common sense and look nice, be polite, be prepared with your questions. Don't just sit in the room and kind of go, after having asked for an interview, not ask any questions. I think that is really important. And then the other thing that I had also wanted to add, there is a little question that I often get about demonstrated interest. Demonstrated interest is when you go on a tour or you go online, schools take note that you have done this. And in some way, this can sway or not sway your acceptance to a school. And I just want to put it out there that that varies by schools. I was just at a counselor's breakfast this past week for five schools, Penn, Harvard, Stanford, Duke, and Georgetown, all very big, prestigious colleges. And that question was asked of them, is is it important for students to show up to events, to go to campus? And to a person, they said, not for our schools, but the Penn rep said that he worked with a colleague who actually used to work at Columbia, and it is important to Columbia. And one of the examples I have from my office that I'm working in right now is there were two students who had applied to Emory. One was an exceptional student, and one was good, not great. And it turned out that it was the good, not great student who got in, and when one of the counselors called to find out what had gone on, she had found the good, not great student had actually gone online, gone to college fairs, really got to know admissions people, whereas the exceptional student had not. And that's why that student was not accepted and the good, not great student was. So it's something that varies by school. I struggle to say get online and make sure you're getting on there. But what I really encourage you to do, rather than making sure that you're demonstrating interest, is just to make sure you're finding out about the school. Make sure you're finding out all the things that you need to know about a school in order to make your decision. I think that's really the bottom line. The more you know, the better decision you're going to make. And that is always going to be the case. That's always going to be the case. Sherry, I wanted to ask you, do you have anything else that you want to add about college visits? You know, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that we should go over. I guess if listeners were to have any more questions, they could certainly go into their schools and talk to their guidance counselors or if there's college counselors in their schools, and they could certainly find out more. Or you could also call an admissions office and see if there's any other things that, you know, they're very happy to talk to you and let you know if there's things you should know about. So that's pretty much all I would say. So the final thing that you would mention is just go back and talk to your guidance counselors. Or if you've got college counselors on your campus, go back and talk to them. All of this has been really great, Sherry. I think you've shared some really great information about college visits, and you've given us uh, lots of stuff to think about. To learn more about the college planning process, I invite you to visit our website, collegefundingresource.com. I also encourage my listeners to keep coming back to listen to more of our podcasts by subscribing to our RSS feed. At College Funding Research, you'll be able to listen for free to guests like Sherry who have valuable information to share. If you like this podcast, please visit our iTunes channel and vote and review it. 
College Expert Talk Radio is also now available on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, BlackBerry Podcasts, and Zoom. I just wanted to give a random plug this week and talk about Deborah Fargett, who is the director of the Stockton Center for Economic and Financial Literacy at the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey. She told me about the New Jersey Coalition of Financial Education, which is a organization which is designed to improve financial literacy for New Jersey citizens by promoting teaching personal finance to people of all ages. You know, as a certified financial planner, that is a topic near and dear to my health. And today, in her case, she actually is really committed to the whole concept of financial literacy and student loan debt, and we'll be having her on in the future as a guest. Sherry, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and sharing with us about going on college visits and making them effective. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much to everyone listening. I hope we were helpful. I'm sure they found it very helpful. And I want to thank all my listeners for joining us today, and I hope that you will join me again for the next installment of the College Expert Talk podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the College Experts Talk podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next podcast where we will continue to legally share college insider information with parents and students from the insiders themselves. For more information and to instantly download your free copy of the College Funding Resources Report titled Five Strategies That Parents Need to Start Using Today to Cut Their College Costs Tomorrow, visit www.collegefundingresource.com. That's www.collegefundingresource.com. This is Mike Elmore for the College Experts Talk Podcast.